0: On this week's episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, EZD takes a look at one of the more interesting divisions in football this year, the NFC West. Who's going to come out on top? Who's going to be the bottom feeder and what's going to happen in between based on what happened in the offseason? Stay tuned for all that and more right here on Hats, Tats, and Stats. You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekuterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, stats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats podcast. I am your host, EZD, and I am flying solo today, and you know what that means. If I'm riding alone, it's going to be a quick one. Uh, I'm not going to keep you guys long, <clears throat> mostly because, I mean, who really wants to hear one person talk to themselves? Uh, and that's just kind of a sad nature of where we're at, but... Um, we are looking at the NFC West. It is interesting. We're, we're just over two weeks away from NFL kickoff. we got one more division to go after today, and then we are in full-tilt NFL mode, starting with one of the teams in this division playing one of the teams from the last division you heard us do, the, NA, or the AFC East, the L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills kicking off the NFL season on a Thursday night, and I could not be more excited. And I know, I know – The rest of you are in the same boat, Uh, mostly because let's be honest, the NFL preseason kind of stinks. It's not very fun. There's a lot of a lot of fun talk, a lot of banter, but it's I find it's a lot of clickbait. It's a lot of uh, I'm gonna say things to to get people talking. I'm gonna post videos that maybe look okay, but don't look great, and it's just you know banter back and forth left and right. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm ready for it to be done. I'm ready to be into the real deal, and we're gonna kick things off this episode talking about the reigning excuse me let me see if i can do this do do the uh the paul Heyman justice the reigning defending super bowl champion la rams um i mean big one here they lost von miller to the bills they lost robert woods as of right now uh, obviously, still healing from his injury, but uh, a big factor, at least down the stretch last year into through the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. OBJ, they replaced him with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, uh very talented player, don't get me wrong. I don't know. Um, that might be with how Robert Woods did and how he shined when he got there, uh, being alongside Cooper Cup. He, I mean, I don't know if he's going to produce... OBJ-wise, and, and not that OBJ is a huge, fantastic, uh, you know, production freak, but I don't, I don't know if he's a lateral move with Robert Woods. He might be, he might not be. Uh, obviously, Sebastian Joseph Day, Darius William, and Austin Cobert moving along there um, as well, but I mean, the, the big addition was Allen Robinson. Looking at this wide receiver room, I mean, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson. It's hard hard to argue with that. I mean, this is this is your reigning defending. Like I said, you know, so offensive line is going to be solid. Tyler Higby's not a terrible tight end. Matt Stafford. Um, a lot of people are caught talking. Cam Akers could be a huge fantasy stud this year. That you know they they could lean on him a little bit more to try to not uh, abuse their receiving core as much. But we'll see. Uh, the big tell the big one here. We all know this defense is is, is solid coming out in. You know, a 3-4 defense, Aaron Donald bumping in, bumping out, whole nine yards. Uh, they got Leonard Floyd on the outside, Justin Hounds on the other side, uh, a Sean Roberts, uh, Robinson playing D-end, Greg Gaines up the middle, you know, and, and Donald can bump in, he can bump out, he, he can play pretty much anywhere. Uh, Bobby Wagner coming in, picking being picked up after being cut, by the Seahawks I believe it was signing with the Seahawks or signing sorry signing with the Rams in division uh and I mean that that's really what are we doing here right we are talking about a guy who is just coming in and trying to be a you know fill a missing piece and make a splash and win and you know win a ring um i mean the, the rest of this team looks solid David Long Jordan Fuller Nick Scott Jalen Ramsey and Troy Hill uh Jalen Ramsey we saw last year I mean I've said it a few times between here between um two point other conversations. I've had. I mean we're you know if, if Aaron Donald is not in Joe Burrow's face at the end of the Super Bowl uh Ramsey got cooked by by Jamar Chase and we're talking about a different reigning defending team here and uh I don't know this th- th- there were some some issues in camp, you know Stafford they're talking about some L.O issues. I don't know if those issues have gotten better. I don't know, you know I mean, I can tell you from, who, I can tell you from uh, from personal experience, elbow issues don't go away, and uh, one of the only ways to get elbow issues to feel better is rest. You know, it's uh, it's it's shutting it down and letting it heal, and I, there, you're not at a point right now where you can get away with that. Uh, so this might be a lingering thing. It could be nothing. You know, it could be just be you know, some soreness getting back to it, but uh if, if Stafford goes down, right, if, if Stafford goes down, you're going to see their options are going to be overpay for someone. I mean, I don't think John Wolford's the answer. Bryce Perkins, not the answer. There's a couple backups out there you might be able to go after. Um, As far as anything else goes, I mean, who, who are you really, who are you really going for? Are you going to go try to, you know, Make a move first for Sam Darnold out of Carolina. Uh, probably not. If you do, you're going to overpay for him. Um, this would be an interesting, you know, play. I, yeah, if, you, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, you might have to overpay for a guy like him. Who knows? But uh, you better. Really, the key here is going to keep be keeping Stafford healthy and making this, you know, making sure this defense fires on all cylinders. If they do, they're going to be tough to beat. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know if they got better. Right? I mean, losing Von Miller—that huge—that's a huge hit to your pass rush. You can key on, you know, Donald a little bit more when you don't have another guy getting after it the way Von Miller can get after it. And I'll be honest with you, I—I I mean, the NFL—if you don't—if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So, if I say, I don't really know if they got any better. Oh, that means, as the reigning defending Super Bowl champs, you may have gotten worse. And that's tough. That's a tough look. That's also why it's so, 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 so hard to repeat in the NFL. And, uh, I, I don't know. I know they're picked to be favorites. I know they're picked to be one of the four teams that are really, you know, got the shot. But I don't know. Can they? Will they? Are they? I, it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough. But, uh, you know, the Rams, I, and I'll, I'll break down where I think this division's going um, and, you know near the end of the episode when I'm done with everybody, but uh, the Rams, hard not to pick them to win the division. I don't know if they repeat, though. I really, really don't. Um, you know, and this division's tough. This division is tight across the board. All three of the four teams are just ready to rock and roll, uh, including the newly uh, retooled San Francisco 49ers. They added... Javarius Ward and George Odom in the secondary. They added Oren Burks for linebacker uh, in the linebacker room. Ray Ray McCloud for wide receiver. Death, death. They did lose uh, a guard in Lincoln Tomlinson. They lost the defensive tackle in D.J. Jones. They lost. They uh, so I've, they're replacing Ward with or they replaced Kawan Williams with Ward, and they lost Raheem Mostert. And this was a team that liked to run the football. Uh, here's the biggest move of the year though they have basically said they have moved on from Jimmy G Mr. Garoppolo is currently still on their depth chart however he is uh, listed as just fourth on the depth chart not hanging out with the team I mean still recovering from an injury uh, I believe but you know they, they basically said Lance is our guy we're going with him we're doing it and I mean, behind him, Nate Sulfield and then Brock Purdy. You look through this uh, this receiver room. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel have a shot to be at you know to be electric. Brandon Ayuk looks like in camp he's coming back to form, but I don't know. I mean, this is a dude who he's had some injury problems. He when he's been on the field he hasn't overly produced incredibly well, so we'll see. They have uh, third round pick Danny Gray back there. They have Juwan Jennings listed listed as their slot guy. Slot guy. Ray Ray McLeod. Brought in as a depth player. I mean, this offensive line we know can block. We know they can play. Uh they are, they're starting Spencer Buford, Burford, Burford, uh, fourth round pick at guard. So who knows uh, what he can do. But Elijah Mitchell, Eliza Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, and Trey Sermon with um, third round pick. Tyrian Davis Price in the backfield. We know they like to run the football. Shanahan's offense is built to run. They're going to run, run some more, run again, and run more. Um, you know they got Kyle Juzek, probably, probably the only fullback on the NFL top 100, and probably a dude who you know, oh, he's a fullback. He's on the top 100, but he probably deserves it. Like he, he probably belongs up there. So, uh, oh, and by the way, they also have George Kittle who is in the conversation of a top three tight end in the league um i think he can catch as well as mark andrews i think he can catch and run routes and stuff just as well or on par with travis kelsey uh we all know kyle pitts is a glorified receiver with a you know just really too big of a body to be considered a receiver uh lining up as a tight end helps you out immensely but i don't know how he does blocking uh, we do know that George Kittle is asked to block when this team that likes to run the football. And they also brought in Charlie, or they have Charlie Warner, and they have Tyler Croft who they brought in who spent some time with Buffalo and the Jets, to, and he was primarily used, at least in Buffalo, to try to help block uh, on the running game. So, you know, they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to get Debo Samuel involved as often as possible, and they hope Brandon Ayuk comes back and can be what they think he is. Uh, and he sh- he's flashed. He's shown signs of it. Uh, I'll tell you what. And yeah, Trey Lance, man, I I am and have been a Trey Lance believer. I you know I, I like hearing the comparisons to a Josh Allen type player. You know, physical, athletic, can move, has a rocket for an arm, and I'm excited to see what this kid can do. I really I would like to see Trey Lance pop this year and kind of shine. Um, and the one thing here that we got to talk about this defense, man. Um, Samson Ibukam. Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa anchoring the front four. Then you got Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Emmanuel Mosley as a linebacking core with Talona Hafunga. Oh, sorry, Mosley is playing corner. They they're basically coming out in a big nickel here. Um, so Mosley at corner, Hufanga and Ward at safety, Javarius Ward at uh, corner and then fifth round pick Samuel Womack at least on our lads is listed as their starting nickel. Uh, we'll see how that comes across, but you know th- this defense. If the defense can hang him, hold him in there. I mean, you, the the last thing you want, right? The last thing, the last thing you want is to put this entire season on Trey Lance. Now you're the starting quarterback. It's going to come down on you. That's all there is to it. But and butts can be big. If your defense can't get off the field, the and you know and then they're going to give up points. You're put asking a lot of a second year guy. I I don't think, and it's not that they're not built to shoot out. I really they could be, right? Like they really, they really really could be built to shoot out. But I don't think they want to. I don't think that's the uh, the play style here. I think they want to beat you. I want they want to grind it out, and they want to make the defense wants to create turnovers. The offense. Wants to capitalize on it and kill the you know run the clock out and when you're talking about uh, an offense like LA has, that's the answer, right? Um, you know, I mean that that's that's the answer is to make sure that they don't get to touch the ball a whole ton and you know knock them off balance, knock them off time, and put up points on the other side. Which okay, yeah, duh, that's everybody's thought. So um, the other big one here, Drake Jackson, second round pick at defensive end. Uh, mixing in time there as well so you know there's there's a lot here but it's it's kind of a mishmash it's kind of a mosh but I personally think that you know you could see Shanahan potentially being somewhere near a somewhere near a hot seat maybe not a a hot hot seat but a warm seat we'll call it you know the seat's heating up a little bit it's getting a little toasty Um, I mean because you're at this point you know, Jimmy G was going to be your guy, and then he, you know, he's you're obviously moving on from him for the kid, and you have some talent here. You have, you know, but I don't know this run heavy offense style that they like, where literally they can plug and play running backs and have success with the running game, is great. But you got to be able to score points through the air. You got to be able to rely on your quarterback to win you games, and your offense has to be built to do that. I don't know if that's the case here, uh, and if something. I mean, we're starting to hit, if they don't, if they have a bad year this year, I think Shanahan is on the hot seat next year. Uh, You know, it's one of those, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the enemy. And I think he's, he's bordering on that live long enough without, without getting it done. You know, where you could be really looking at the potential of like, all right, man, something's got to give here. You either need to prove it this year and really make a run. And it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Super Bowl or bust, you know, because the idea that if you don't win the Super Bowl, you're a trash coach. Only one team does it every year. You know, it's very hard to win the Super Bowl. It's not we're not playing Madden here, folks, uh, despite what a lot of people might think. But, you know, there's there's just you got to believe that if the Niners don't make a serious push and look like legitimate contenders this year, there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some uh, yikes. Right there's going to be some whew, who knows, but um, yeah, especially I mean, and from one coach who could be on the hot seat to another coach who I believe, I mean, we're not really talking about it, but he probably should be right. And Cliff Kingsbury, this is one of the more interesting, interesting moves. I mean, so this is a you like they're on paper the last two years this team was the team to beat, right? They were everyone's looking at this roster going, holy. Holy are the Cardinals built to win. Um, you know, AJ green, Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore will hold it down until, uh, the suspended. Deandre Hopkins comes back. Sorry. I blinked on a name there. Um, and then you get the shot in the arm of one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league comes back. And I believe that I believe he is top three without question. Um, you know, so if you, uh, if you, I mean, Marquise Brown has a has a chance to shine here. You know, he wanted to shine. He wanted to be in, a, in an offense that can get the ball. And, you know, he's going to have a shot to get the ball. A.J. Green very quietly had a solid year last year. Rondell Moore, you know, he's the guy who can stretch the field. He's the guy trying to look to replace uh, Christian Kirk, who went and got paid elsewhere. You know, you also lost Chandler Jones. You lost Chase Edmonds. You lost Jordan Hicks. You lost Jordan Phillips. So there's an edge rusher, a linebacker, and a defensive tackle that you lost, and then Kirk, who, very solid slot guy for you. I don't think he deserved the money he got to go where he went, but regardless, and then Chase Edmonds as well. So now you're relying on James Conner, who kind of got ran out of Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is a team built around the football. Then you have Darrell Williams and Eno Benjamin behind him. Uh, you Zach Ertz, I mean, that's a big one. They're going to lean on him a lot more, too. Coming, coming through with Trey McBride as a second round pick, uh, backing him up, and those are guys you're looking at saying like, okay, you know, this is how we're going to get by. This is a guy, you know, these are guys we can lean on. Him, a guy like Marquise Brown who claims he can be a number one and wants to prove it. AJ Green who has been a number one. Rondell Moore who can stretch the field for you, and it's coming down to Kyler Murray. The interesting side here, we've heard it all, uh, and we kind of talked about this uh, when I was on the two-point conversation on discussion topics last week about the Kyler Murray calling plays thing. We've heard the rumors through camp. We've heard the conversation. Coach calls plays, and Murray's in there shaking his head. And all of a sudden reports come out, you know, the contract had study time in it, then they removed it because it was embarrassing that it came out and was public. And then uh, we, we've heard it all, right? It's been we've been we've beaten that dead horse so so bad. We're taking them to the glue factory at this point. But uh, you know, here's this guy. Now, coach is calling plays. He's shaking his head. So then the coach lets him call plays in camp. And then it was like, well, it's different. It's not in game. Like they know we're working on specific things. We're on a limited playbook here. We're doing like very specific drills, and they know what we're trying to accomplish, so they can account for it more. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, we, we say it all the time. You're supposed to look good in camp, right? Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to shine right now, right? Right now it's supposed to look good. It's supposed to be like, oh yeah, the media is eating it up. Everyone looking good. You know, oh, we're going to win it all. That's we're in that time of year and he didn't look good. Then they let him call plays in a preseason game and now didn't go well. Um, I think he netted under 10 yards total if not pushing toward the negatives maybe. Um and yeah, it was not it was not pretty. And I think they let him do it again last week. I don't have the breakdown in front of me of how he did with what, you know, with what he was given, but I mean, so it, as a coach, okay, speaking from the coaching standpoint, there's a couple reasons you do this. You let the dude do it because you're like, okay, like you think you can do it. I don't think you can, which is why we're not really letting you have an, you know, an input on play call. So we're going to just kind of let it go, and we're going to let you do this when it doesn't matter. It's not going to kill us. It's not going to hurt us. It's not going to affect our season. And then one of two things happens. It's either a learning curve... Where you say, okay, this is the situation. This is what you called. This is what we would have called. And here's why. And here's the difference. Here's what we saw that you should start seeing. Or, if you're a coach who's got an ego, you basically look and say, well, you try. This is, you know, this is Brucey from Longest Yard. Oh, come on, what the hell? Why can't I play quarterback? Okay, you want to play quarterback? Let me see what you got. Hut on, hike, ten yard, ten yard, wet duck fart. See, that's why. Sit down and shut up. I mean, and that's that's it. Those are your options. Um, I don't think you do it as a, huh, you know, maybe he can do it. Okay, well, he, you know, he struggled, but we're going to keep giving him a shot. I don't see that being the case here. But some of the stuff that's coming out of this camp, like, you know, Murray, uh, the whole scrubbing of his social media of all reference to the Cardinals and then wanting the wanting the contract and then getting the contract and all this other stuff and, you know, and then. The, the study clause and the, the you know there's rumor that you know his stats are directly impacted based upon the release of the new Call of Duty stuff and you know big big video game releases his his stats take a dive and oh what an ugly look what an absolutely ugly look and you got to think that a coach who this stuff is happening with his quarterback who you just committed to has got to be on a hot seat the last two years they started out so good. 2 years ago they looked they looked really really good to the point that when the Bills lost them in the Hail Murray you know we were sitting there saying two things like okay that is that's a good team we just went toe to toe with and they lost on a prayer and we lost on a prayer as a Bills fan you know they won on a prayer what we did marching down the field all of that is repeatable what they did that's you know throwing the ball and hoping for the best and you know the best happened that time but that's not a a repeatable consistently repeatable result at least so and then they won, what, two games after that? Their season was torpedoed. Like, that was their Super Bowl. Oh, we beat the Bills on a Hail Mary in Week 7. And then you won two games the rest of the way. Great. Last year, they started out like 7 or 8-0 and, and bottomed out. Just absolutely just sank. At this point, if you don't get better this year, I got to start looking at a change up top. I have to. I mean, there's talent here. Again, A.J. Green probably pushing his late his last year. Marquise Brown, talented younger receiver. Is he a true number one? I don't know. But DeAndre Hopkins uh, makes him a solid number two. And then again, uh, Rondell Moore, younger, can stretch the field, speedster. Uh, There's just guys that are out there that can get the job done on this team. Zach Ertz is a very, very solid tight end still. Um, Yeah, If you can't start getting it done on offense with some of the issues that we're hearing coming out about your offense... You're in trouble. J.J. Watt, when he's healthy, really, really good. Struggles to stay on the field this, at this point. Um, you know, A couple years ago, there was the rumor of potentially coming to Buffalo, and all of a sudden he went there. Uh, basically, he was let out of his contract to go win, and he took the money and went to Arizona. There were a couple teams he could have went to, would have had to take a little bit less, but he could have went there and had a chance to win. Instead, he goes to Arizona, got paid, got paid big, um, and you know, again, still, unfortunately still struggles to stay on the field, which sucks, right? Uh, Richard Lawrence, Zach Allen, Dennis Gardek, Isaiah Simmons, Zaven Collins, Zaven Collins is, is solid. Simmons is good. Uh, Marcus Golden, and then the secondary going Antonio Hamilton, Buda Baker, who Buda Baker is great. Uh, Jalen Thompson, Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy. You know, I, I that's a, This is a team here. If you don't get after the quarterback, I mean, Buda Baker is solid, okay? Buda Baker is really good. Um, you know, your your linebackers are good. But if you don't get after the quarterback when you when it's all said it's passing time, I don't know. I You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle a lot. And depending upon what Kyler Murray we see depends on how this shakes out. I mean, this defense two years ago, I, I remember looking a whole lot better than it does right now. Uh, and yikes. I... Kingsbury has got to be on a hot seat. He's got to be. He's got to be. I would love for anybody to um, you know, to chime in and let me know how and why they think Kingsbury wouldn't be on a hot seat if this team doesn't perform this year. But uh, that's going to take us to, last and most certainly not least, a coach who is absolutely 100% on a hot seat, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, notable addition, uh, they added Uchenna Nwosu, edge rusher, uh, defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson, center Austin Blythe, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive tackle Shelby Harris. Obviously, they lost Russell Wilson, uh, safety DJ Reed, tight end Gerald Everett, and tackle Jamarco Jones. <clears throat> Looking through here on the depth chart side of things, obviously they got the big two in TK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Both solid Um marquise goodwin not to be confused with godwin uh goodwin in the depth chart back there uh freddie swain is shown as their slot guy sixth round pick from 20 uh from 2020 first round pick charles cross left tackle big deal there uh damian lewis austin blythe gabe jackson and jake curhan rounding out the offensive front no Fant, big upgrade there um you know, but Drew Locke, big, big downgrade. Geno Smith, backup quarterback. We're not really sure even who's gonna, you know, who's gonna who's gonna start there. Rashad Penny, solid running back. Kenneth Walker, second round back from this year. Decent probably running game. Two two solid receivers. Why? Why after seeing what happened in Denver with Drew Locke? And seeing what happened last year with Geno Smith when Russ Russ went down, why was there not a better play for a quarterback here? Um, Probably because you're on the verge of retooling. And you start with the head guy, so you're going to boot the coach and reset your quarterback room next year when you finish fourth in the division and are starting the rebuild. That's got to be the answer. Um, The Seahawks are, in my opinion, 100% in rebuild mode. They're going to finish fourth in this division. Drew Locke nor Geno Smith is the answer. You're going to have a very frustrated DK. You're going to have a very frustrated Tyler Lockett. Uh, Noah Fant knows exactly what he's in for. Poor guy. I mean, imagine getting the news that Russell Wilson was traded to Denver and then hearing that you were part of the package being sent to Seattle. What a bad day. Um, Just tough. And the problem is, I mean, Pete Carroll got by on a dominant running game and a solid defense this defense is not the legion of boom it is not the legion of bang it's not the legion of thud it is not the legion of thump it is nowhere in the ballpark of a legion of anything not saying they're not good they have some they there is some talent here shelby harris not terrible again came over from denver uh you know al woods Puna, Puna Ford, what a name, Puna Ford. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to read the rest of these off to you. I mean, Jamal Adams, strong safety. He may as well be a linebacker. Quandre Diggs, solid free safety. That's fine. Uh, Artie Burns, Justin Coleman, rounding out the secondary there as your corner, your right corner, your nickel corner. Sidney Jones, the fourth on the other side. I mean, you got him from Jacksonville, (laughs) like looking through here, Um, your secondary. Trade from Jacksonville, trade from the Jets, trade from Detroit. Um, probably not three teams you want to be taking and piecemealing your defense from. Just saying. Probably because those teams weren't very good. Archie Burns, you got uh, you took unrestricted from Chicago. Chicago had a decent defense. Depends on, I'm not sure exactly when they signed him. Maybe it was earlier this year. Did I say that? Maybe. <sighs> it was not this year. So, um, you know they've had some some good guys you know some some talent in the past in Chicago so maybe not terrible there and then uh you took an unrestricted free agent from Miami in Justin Coleman again not sure when but he's not the one of the top 2 over there so yeah this uh, Pete Carroll is got to be getting fired at the end of this year uh he's got to be in the hot seat and if he's not then you can just Just chalk up the fact that Seattle's trying not to win, um, because they know they need what a a two like back two bad back to back years to to round out the the full tilt tank we'll call it, and you know rebuild through the draft potentially. Um, It's going to be tough. It's going to be a long year for Seattle. Pete Carroll probably, it, he's not going to get fired. It's not going to be, oh, Pete Carroll has been dismissed from his duties. It'll be like, oh, Pete Carroll has resigned as the head coach of, you know, Seattle Seahawks and, you know, that whole thing. It'll be amicable and, you know, oh, it was just, it was the right time. And, uh, again, like, he's going to walk away saying, like, oh, built, you know, died the hero, but, I mean, this dude's been three years. I mean, how does he still have a job? I said that on I said on the two point discussion topics the other day. Um how does this do to still have a job? Like when you tell me Pete Carroll is still coaching in the NFL and you go, The Seahawks haven't been good in three or four years. Most coaches take that much like three or four years where You're just in the turlet. Uh and you're probably looking you're on the unemployment line. Pete Carroll somehow just chugging along up there in the you know, in the rain of Seattle. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, My take on this, Seattle finishes in the basement. Uh, I I don't have the picks directly in front of me, but I would bet dollars to donuts that the boys probably agree with that across the board. I think Arizona finishes number three, um, potentially pushing for a playoff spot still, but that's more a comment on how soft the NFC can kind of be. But um, Arizona, number three, the Niners Pushing for number one, I'm not ready to give it to him quite yet, just because of the unproven nature of Trey Lance. And then the Rams are—it's their division still until proven otherwise. But I do believe that win it now window is closing. Uh, they're going to struggle to keep talent because everyone's going to want to get paid, and they're <laughs> you're you're running out of draft picks to sell uh, this decade. So at some point you're going to be missing out on things, missing out on people, and uh, I I think the the window might be closing here for the Rams faster than they anticipated. And it could put you in a really bad spot. Uh, that could put you into like a three to four year spiral into what you hope to be a rebuild. Um, any better hope that you can keep it together long enough to find the next guy who you can get on the cheap and make sure he works because I don't know what else you can sell to get guys to fill roles anymore. Um, but we'll find out, right? As far as this year goes, I think LA is still good. The Rams are going to take this division, and that's going to be that. So uh, I think that. But they're not going to they're not going to take it flat out outright. I think at least at least the Niners, if not potentially the Niners and the Cardinals, are going to push for, to the top of the division and just leave Seattle in their dust. Uh, I really do. So that's going to about wrap it up for me today. Uh, again, I like to keep these ones short when I'm alone. Just uh. You know, don't want you guys getting bored hearing me just talk to myself. Uh, Hopefully we'll have at least one of the boys back next week, sort things out, get things figured out, and, you know, get it done. And we're going to be talking about probably easily the most interesting division in the NFL with the AFC West. Uh, Stay tuned for more worst take posts that we hear and we see. Um, And, you know, the, 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 the entire uh, staffs division picks for the NFC West will be up later this week. Uh, you can find Hat stats and stats podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, Amazon music, anywhere else you get your podcast from good pods, all kinds of other places. And of course they are, um, we are hosted by the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends all the awesome podcasts over there. And, um, don't forget, Hats, stats and stats is sponsored by Buffalo Freddy Enterprises for all your summer party needs rounding out the end of the fantastic weather here in western New York. Give them a call, to 7164-FREDDY, or visit them online, buffalofreddy.com. Um, and with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in to this week of Hats, stats and Stats. And as always, Go Bills! The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.